Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about adenomyosis. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash adenomyosis or in the gynecology section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Adenomyosis refers to endometrial tissue inside the myometrium, which is the muscle layer of the uterus. It's more common in later reproductive years and those that have had several pregnancies, which we call multiparous. It occurs in around 10% of women overall, and it may occur alone or it may occur alongside endometriosis or fibroids. The cause is not fully understood and multiple factors are involved, including the sex hormones, trauma and inflammation. The condition is hormone dependent, meaning that symptoms tend to resolve after menopause, similar to endometriosis and fibroids. Let's talk about the presentation. Adenomyosis typically presents with painful periods, which are called dysmenorrhea, heavy periods, which is called menorrhagia, and pain during intercourse, which is called dyspareunia. It may also present with infertility or pregnancy-related complications. Around a third of patients are completely asymptomatic. Examination can demonstrate an enlarged and tender uterus, and it will feel more soft than a uterus that contains fibroids. Let's talk about diagnosis. A transvaginal ultrasound of the pelvis is the first-line investigation for suspected adenomyosis. The alternative investigations where a transvaginal ultrasound scan is not suitable are a transabdominal ultrasound scan or an MRI scan. The gold standard way to establish a diagnosis is to perform a histological examination of the uterus after a hysterectomy. However, for obvious reasons, this is not usually a suitable way of establishing a diagnosis. Let's talk about management. The management of adenomyosis will depend on the symptoms, the age and the plans for pregnancy. The NICE guidelines recommend the same treatment for adenomyosis as for heavy menstrual bleeding. When the woman does not want contraception, treatment can be used during menstruation for symptomatic relief, with either tranexamic acid, where there's no associated pain, and tranexamic acid is an antifibrinolytic medication that reduces bleeding, or with mefenamic acid, where there is associated pain and mefenamic acid is an NSAID that reduces bleeding and pain. Management when the woman wants contraception or contraception is acceptable is with the Mirena coil first line, the combined oral contraceptive pill, or with cyclical oral progestogens. The progestogen-only pill and the other progestogen-only medications such as the implant or the depot injection may also be helpful. Where these treatment options are not satisfactory or possible, there are other options that may be considered by a specialist, which include GnRH analogues to induce a menopause-like state, endometrial ablation, uterine artery embolization, or hysterectomy. Finally, let's talk about pregnancy and adenomyosis. Adenomyosis may be associated with infertility, miscarriage, 
preterm birth, small for gestational age, preterm premature rupture of membranes, malpresentation, the need for a caesarean section, and postpartum hemorrhage. So adenomyosis can be associated with a number of pregnancy-related complications. Thanks for listening to this episode on adenomyosis. A big thank you as always to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast and I hope you join us for the next episode which will be on menopause.